I'm over it. I'm over it. When you're building your own business, you realize that no one else cares. I'm just gonna do this on my own. I don't really need anyone to help me. I'm gonna figure it out. Hello and welcome back to Billion Dollar Baby. I'm your host, Tara Electra, and on this podcast, we break down the billion dollar ideas from today's cultural leaders who push past the traditional route to create their very own pathway to success. Today, I am nervous and excited to share my story. I've not really shared my story publicly about what it's like to be a female entrepreneur who built a business and how I got started. So I think it's only right for me doing this podcast if I share that experience to hopefully open you guys up to new ways of looking at my podcast and the people who come on it, as well as my journey, hopefully will inspire you to be a more powerful business person. One of the thoughts I was really contemplating a lot was risk it all now for the life that you wanna live later. I feel like this is a really interesting topic because before I get started into how I all got started, I really want to mention that if you want to live your life with complete freedom to go out whenever you want to go out, hang out with the friends you want to hang out with and just live freely at a young age and party and do whatever you want to want and enjoy your life, that's beautiful. Or do you want to live a life where you sacrifice and suffer now in your younger years so that you could live that life forever? I think initially when I was about 16 to 21-ish, I partied and I lived that life. And once I got a little bit older, I started to realize that it's so much more about sacrificing now to live that life for the rest of your life whenever you want to live it because now you have the financials to do that. My story is my parents are not from America. Being from another country, they had to sacrifice by working consistently to be able to make ends meet. With that, I really didn't get help with my schoolwork. And to be honest, my parents didn't even really understand the academic system in America. You know, I went to school and I wasn't really doing as well. And I remember one day I was called into the teacher's class and my parents came with me and she said to me, you know what, Tara, you are such a leader, but you're being held back in your academic because you're not advancing in the way the other kids are. And because you're such a leader, I think it's right that you hold, you get held back and redo second grade because if you go on to third grade, you're going to feel behind and we want to keep you feeling like a leader. So I remember feeling sad, but just being like, okay. And my parents never heard of getting held back before. They were like, uh, yeah, sure. And so what it did to me in that moment was made me feel not good enough and not smart enough. And I remember before that I was so confident. I had so many friends and I went from being the coolest girl in second grade to like someone that didn't feel confident or good enough. A year after that, my parents got divorced. And so I had to go through that heartache as well as having parents that were moving from place to place. They were figuring out their lives and I ended up going to five different elementary schools in six years. It was scary. You know, every time I went to a new school, I had to reinvent myself. I had no friends. I had, you know, no one to talk to and I had to figure it out. 
what it kind of taught me is that anytime I was sick of something or got over something, I knew I could reinvent myself somewhere else. So I got used to being okay with taking the risk to be like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. Let's go to a new school. Let's figure this out all over again. That being said, the entire time, all I wanted was to be a part of my age group again. I was the tallest girl in my classes because I was held back and I didn't relate to the younger kids. You know, when you're younger, you always want to be with the cool older kids. And so all I wanted and all I needed to feel better about myself was to be back to my normal grade. So I begged my parents to be homeschooled. I was homeschooled and I skipped two years and one year. And so I got back to my normal grade, got back into my normal classes with my normal age group and very quickly realized I didn't really care about all that stuff as much as I thought I would. I learned how to be independent, do things on my own and really take care of myself during that time that I was homeschooled because in between not seeing my teachers, I had to do all my own work. Most of the times I was home alone and I really got to figure it out on my own. Once I got out of high school, from being homeschooled. I graduated and figured all that out. And I had to now work and figure out a way to make money. I remember I was addicted to social media. And I remember thinking that if I'm this addicted to social media, then I should figure out how to make money from this because I kept going on it. And I remember I didn't feel like a lack for that. I just felt like it was normal. I kind of put it away. I didn't need it to happen. I was like, okay. One day I heard about this guy that was working um, with talent, social media talent, influencers. Before influencers were really a thing, it was just on the cusp of us really hearing that word. I begged to work with him and be his assistant. So being a girl in that environment, in business, of course, it is hard to be valued and appreciated in the way that you would like, but I knew when I took that job that I'm going to prove my value through my work, and so I was now in the life of social media, going to fancy restaurants around West Hollywood, going to YouTube headquarters, meeting with all the biggest influencers you could think of that were first coming out in that time. It was a beautiful era, and very quickly, I was like, I'm going to prove my value as a female in this business. And I took on way more than I was supposed to. I started learning how to project manage, which is putting together an entire process, an entire campaign. I was Googling things on the internet of how to make proposals and business decks for after we had meetings with people and I'd present them to the owner of the agency I worked for and was like, hey, you know, here's how we do it. And I started to really realize that you know, to this day, I don't think I was ever valued for the amount of work that I did. And when I started to realize that I left, I remember the day I quit, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just felt in my heart that I needed to leave. I went there and I was like, I'm leaving. And it felt so freeing and so scary at the same time. I didn't know where I was going or what I was going to do. And from there, I remember going home and being like, oh my God, I don't have to wake up and go anywhere. Like it was an eerie, weird feeling. After a few days, I decided, you know, screw it. I'm going to try to start my own business. I learned how to open an LLC on LegalZoom and started thinking of names for this agency I want to build for myself. And I called it Electric Mind. From there, I realized I needed to get clients. And I heard about Insomniac looking for 
influencers to do campaigns with them. And I was like, okay, that's easy enough. By that time I networked, I met enough talent within the ecosystem. And I pitched myself to Insomniac to do EDC festival with influencers to promote the festival. They were down in ticket sales and they wanted to hype the festival back up because it's been around for years. And they didn't see my value as much as I would like. And I got paid very, very poorly. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove my value again. And I brought them 700 million views across the internet that weekend. And with just the influencers I brought across social media. And from there on, they hired me for every one of their festivals that was down in ticket sales. Electric Mind now had a client. It was beautiful and it was fun. And I got to bring around so many influencers and put together a campaign and show them all unboxing their tickets online. And it got so many views. But between the periods of the next event, I remember I had months and months without making money and I wasn't getting paid well from this either. So I was, you know, cried, like went through so much hardship trying to keep myself positive. And when you're building your own business, you realize that no one else cares. Like you're your own boss. You have to get yourself up on time. You have to hold yourself accountable every day. That's one of the hardest parts. I was doing that for a while and, you know, had you know, long periods between my next festivals that I would promote for. And then very quickly, I realized that once they got the hype, they didn't want to even pay for it anymore. And which is me. (laughs) And I realized I wasn't even getting credit for what I was doing to the top people at the company anyways. And so I left again to go figure out my own thing. A little bit after that, I had a guy reach out to me. Um, He was he knew about all the talent that I brought to all these festivals and saw the people I was around. And he was like, I have this idea to make this TV show platform and I need influencers to make the shows about. And I already have an investor that wants to invest if I can get influencers involved. And I'm like, okay, cool. What would I get? And he's like, I can't pay you, but I will give you equity of this company if you bring talent. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I worked with him. We became really close friends. I worked with him for about, you know, six months building all of the plans for this company and what it could look like. I ended up signing some huge names to this company, brought them all in for meetings and they signed for this idea and I pitched it, I got them all excited. And if I literally tell you some of the names I signed, you would be mind blown because it's some of the biggest A-listers today. It still even blows my mind, some of the people I was able to sign. A little bit after that, I just remember the investor was all excited moving forward and They opened up the LLC, the corporation, without my name on it. I called the investor and I said, what's going on here? Like, why am I not on it? And he said, well, he, the guy that brought me in, mentioned that you're just his assistant and that all this talent is his talent and you were just helping. And I'm like, no, like I helped build this whole concept out with him. I brought all the talent, all the show ideas, everything with him. He's like, wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to part ways with this and I was heartbroken again screwed over felt not valued for the worth that I brought and I called all the talent that I brought and I said hey you know what this is a this is the situation this is what happened I'm going to part ways you are more than welcome to stay and every single one of them dropped off from there obviously I was hurt I was upset one of the sayings that I kept saying to myself that I've made up at the time was I will never fail 
because I will never quit. It's a very interesting thing to keep saying because anything you start in life, as long as you don't quit, you won't fail. You can't fail because you never quit. Anything I put myself towards in life now that I start and feel scary and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? I'm, I say to myself, yes, you're going to be able to do this because you're never going to quit. So you're going to succeed because you're never going to quit. And so I started looking at life like that at this time. As I told you, this person was a good friend of mine by that point. And I did have anger. But another thing that I kept really thinking about every time I got screwed over by people, I was that the biggest revenge in life is succeeding. Success is your only revenge because you don't ever want to swoop down to their level to play on their level. There's nothing that's going to drive someone more crazy than watching you succeed in life. Yes, it might take a year, two years, three years for them to get that shit. I can't believe I fucked them over. But when they see it, there is nothing that feels better in your life than knowing the people that put you down, didn't value you, looked past you, brushed you off, didn't treat you right. Them watching you succeed with your actions, not with your words, not needing to tell them, but to show them who you are. There is nothing that feels better than that. So anytime someone does this to you, put your head up and give that fuel, make that fuel to make you keep going. From then on, I had Electric Mind working with different businesses and brands and pitched myself to more people to bring talent to their companies to promote them. Really quickly, I learned that once a company got well-known from talent, they no longer wanted to pay for them or needed them. And that's something that really bothered me because a lot of companies online were built off the backs of creators and once they brought the value, they no longer wanted them or wanted to be a part of them or didn't pay them what they were worth. And I knew at that moment, I wanted to create an agency that put good teams behind talent and put actual plans around these people to be successful because a lot of people at that time thought if you had a million followers you were making a million dollars and as I got closer with a lot of the creators online I started to realize that was far from the truth a lot of these people were also struggling for their next brand deal for their next paycheck and that was hard on their confidence and what they were striving to do and be and so I knew at that moment I wanted to create something that really gave back to creators from there on I remember having another male because approach me about a girl he's helping monetize online Um, it was a very small creator and I saw so much room for opportunity beyond what they were even looking at Um, and I said I was like this could be so much more. We could build out so many more layers. You could be helping creators so much more than this. And I put an entire business plan together to make this a real full-blown agency with all the things I envisioned and having this be able to monetize in more ways. And I presented it to him and his team and they quickly were like, no, they didn't see the value or worth of what I was proposing. And I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. And I just from there was like, okay, I'm just going to do this on my own. I don't really need anyone to help me. I'm going to figure it out. But I put the entire plan together and 
the whole business plan of all the things I need and all the people I need to hire. And I didn't have the capital to do it in that way. So I knew at that point I really did need a partner anyways. So I started going out meeting with different people and I knew I'm going to own my value and own my place in this company. I met with multiple different people that I could partner with. And at that time, I was also working on a side project with someone. And at the meeting, I said, oh, and by the way, I have this new business that I'm working with. Didn't act like it was mine. If you ever want to refer any talent, you're more than welcome and I'll cut you off a percentage. And he was like, wait, why don't you, why would you refer to them? Let's just do it. Me and you, I want to help my girl make more money. Cause he was helping his girlfriend who was an influencer at the time make money. And I was like, uh, okay. And I didn't really think much of it. I already had everything built. Um, and I was like, we'll figure it out. So we kind of like talked about it, didn't really know. And then after it, he was super adamant and super eager for me to move forward with him. And I'm like, okay, this guy seems cool. So he seems smart. He seems like he, he, he wants, he's eager. So let's just do it. So ripped off the bandaid and did it with him. And that was when Unruly was born. Unruly agency has been a beautiful, beautiful part of my life. It started doing very successful. We were able to make tons of money for influencers. And I remember structuring the percentages and what we're going to give to talent and how we're going to do it and create ways for them to make so much more money than they've ever made. And I'm happy to say we've gotten many influencers, their first homes out of debt. And it's been a beautiful place. And you know, when we were starting, it was so synergistic because this thing was like my baby in my mind of how I wanted this agency to look for so many years, but I didn't know when it was going to come about, what it was going to be. And I never really knew how big it was going to get, but it was just so synergistic from all the talent I knew for the past few years that when I got this here, I was able to just sign, 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 sign. So with that, Unruly started getting known. I remember one day my partner at the time called me and he said, hey, Tara, so um, I'm just going to be the CEO, okay? And I was like, "Ah." I just remember a knife went into my chest because I was like, I felt like I wanted to stand up for myself and at least have the opportunity to be like, okay, well, you know, am I even considered for this? But I just put it down and I was like, Tara, you don't care about titles. Who cares? Let him just be it. It's fine. So I was like, okay. And I just put it to the side. You know, he was very smart and valuable and a great partner. So I put it to the side, but that was me not really owning my value at that time. And so pushed it to the side. We ended up signing, 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 growing, 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 and then really became a well-known name across the world. We had celebrities, you know, huge companies, all these different people reaching out to us. We were getting put in Forbes. We were in different articles and magazines organically. Like we had so much hype. To this day, I never stopped working. I really literally never let myself stop. And so when you have something that's so beautiful and people know is successful, there's a lot of people that will respect it. But then there's a lot of people that want to see you fail or want to take from you. So that was a very hard part to learn. I was a first time business owner of a corporation this large. There wasn't a lot of people we could call or get advice from that would be able to help us at this level. And so we did what we thought we should do and we spent 
hundreds and thousands of dollars on fancy lawyers that charged us up the ass to structure our company in the right way that we were supposed to structure our team, everyone around us, and we were led down the wrong path. We were in a new industry. The way that we were monetizing creators on different paywall platforms was not a thing yet, so no one really knew how to structure us, and we were new to this too. So we listened to these people, they were fancy lawyers, and we got led down the wrong path. I think that when you're a company this big, people expect you to just know what to do and how to do it, who to hire, how to be, what to structure. But we were a company with no outside capital. We literally built this on our own. We didn't have a lot of people that were there to help us that were experienced at this level. It was it then became a very hard time because we had to deal with different issues and situations with the company. I remember at that time, that's when my business partner called me up and was like, hey, I'm going to focus on these other things. And it's been two years since then now. And I've had to learn what it's like to be a real business owner. Running and operating a business now is at the level that I've built it to. We're at 200 employees and we're so large running a company makes you and breaks you (laughs) it literally pushes you down constantly to see if you will keep standing back up to start a new day i cannot tell you how many times and how many days i've went through that were so painful and hard and feeling like no one can relate with me and getting lonely and not knowing how to stand up again, but this company and building a company has made me so resilient beyond words that you wouldn't even understand, even if I said them on the level that the experience will give you. You know, Unruly has been in business now four years. We have 95% female staff and talent. And I pride this company for being a place that allows females to know their value and know their worth. We are super hands-on and very unique and very different from any other agency in the space. And for that, I know I've stuck to my word of what I wanted this company to be. I'm happy to say today Unruly has grossed $200 million for creators online. We've built an insane, amazing beautiful agency with so many different personalities and so many cool team members and the people that I work with has became my family. I don't really have too much of a life because I find so much fulfillment with what I do and I think that's the beautiful part of having a business. Unruly is all about breaking the normal and doing things differently, not going the traditional path to lead yourself to success. I, you know, went, got homeschooled, didn't go to college, didn't know what I was going to do. And I had so many fears and unknowns and things I was doing when I was on this path and getting screwed over by different people wanting to quit a million times over, but break the normal and go a different path. You don't need to do what everyone else is doing in order to succeed. You need to know and trust your own intuition and gut on how to get to the next place in your life. And so I wrote something that I'm going to read now. The truth is business is this wildly beautiful disaster. 
People will never quite understand what you're going through, how many sleepless nights you have, the pain, the suffering. They won't understand. But through the pain, through the hardest times, that's when you create true impact, true magic that can touch and change so many lives. Even to the people who screwed me over, took from me, and wanted to see me fail, I send them love. I know the person I am. I know where I am going. I know why I am given this life. And this life is only given to those who are true to themselves and give from a place of love to others through their work. So what I am here to say is no, having a business is not meant for everyone. Heck, I couldn't promise you that if I had to start over that I would. But what I do know is that I will never fail because I will never quit. Whether it's this business or the next, I will always keep building. I will always keep helping females and young entrepreneurs expand to their greatest potential because that's my purpose. And when you live with purpose, nothing can really take you down. So would you risk it all for the future you want? I say yes. Thank you guys so much for watching today's episode. This was a scary one for me. I think it's always very nerve-wracking to share parts of yourself that are hard and aren't always great and even sharing that you know I didn't feel valued at a young age because of getting held back and feeling like I had to prove myself my whole life like those are very vulnerable parts of me but I want to share that with you to hopefully inspire you because one of the main things that I realized when I got more and a lot of the things I wanted to accomplish and trust me I'm still not there yet because I still have so much more I want to build but what I realize is even with that fear even with that doubt even with that feeling of not feeling worthy enough at times I still got to a beautiful place in my life and so I want you to take this and not judge yourself for those feelings and just know that it's about getting back up and starting again getting back up and starting again because you will fail and maybe change it from failure to learn. You will learn from those points and those points will show you what to do on the next one. And what's crazy that I really realized is if I didn't do everything that I did prior, I would have never gotten to this place. Like once I got to here, I saw every single thing that I did, opportunity, business, job, everything lined up to this moment and taught me exactly what I needed to do to be here. And now I'm even learning more things on how I'm going to get to the next level through this business. So I just want you to know that be easy with yourself. If this episode motivated you and made you feel like you want to do more in your life, then please do it. And so get up, run towards your dreams. And thank you so much for watching. We have new episodes every Tuesday. I am your host, Tara Electra. You can follow me on all social media platforms. And we are Billion Dollar Baby on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. I look forward to seeing you next week.